Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For All, Day 9, Mary's Song and Treasure with Rebecca Renfro. Talk to God, praise, repent, ask, yield, then stop and listen. If I ever get a tattoo, it will be the word grace written in a beautiful script to serve as a daily reminder of God's unending grace. My hubby says I shouldn't get a tattoo because I change my mind more often than I change underwear. You might be right, but for some reason, I don't think I will ever change my mind about how significant the word grace is to me. I grew up in a broken home. Instead of a home filled with family dinners, parents cheering for their kids at all their sporting events, and Christmas Eve nights spent around the tree, my home was filled with yelling, neglect, and selfish, toxic behavior. But my life now is filled with so much of God's grace that I am sometimes stunned by His presence. I am often, I am reminded often how God has taken this unworthy small town girl born in a broken home filled with pain and heartache, and we planted her in a life filled with forgiveness, patience, love, and most of all, grace. I met my husband in college. He was good and patient, kind, gentle, forgiving. He was all the things I didn't know men could be. Deep inside their core, he came with a loving Christian family who not only accepted me and all my brokenness, but also loved me unconditionally, adopting me into their family and calling me daughter right from the beginning. They introduced me to Jesus, grace. Jesus did that for me, and he did that for you too. He does it for all. Question, how has God shown his grace in your life? Earlier in this study, we read about the angel Gabriel came to Mary to tell her that the Lord had chosen her for a very special purpose, that she would give birth to the Son of God. Like for real, y'all, an unmarried teenage peasant girl who had just found out she was pregnant with the Messiah. Talk about being called to do something huge. Prompt. Think again how Mary must have felt in that moment upon hearing the news. Write down your thoughts. I can just hear Mary thinking, who? Me? Are you serious? How will this work? Who, Who am I to do this for you in the world? Who am I to do this for you in the world? And then replying like she did in Luke 1, 34, how will this be since I am a virgin? 
Just a couple of years ago, God gave me a new task. He asked me to take a restored heart along with my story and share his grace with women who don't know their worth in Jesus. He asked me to start a podcast and become a life and business coach focused on supporting women who have a strong desire to live out their passion while still being the mom that crave that crave to be. Also asked, he also asked me to be open and honest about my personal struggles of feeling worthy enough to do his work. I immediately thought, who, me? Are you serious, God? The girl who struggles to know her own worth, to take her own advice when it comes to believing she is worthy because of all that Jesus has done for her? Who am I to do this for you? Write down Luke 1, 37. How did Gabriel respond? Luke 1, 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. And there you have it, my friends. Nothing. Not one single thing is impossible with God. Nothing. Has God ever asked you to do something that feels so big and scary that you immediately start shaking in your ankle boots? Question. With that context, now read Luke 1, 46-55 and write down what stands out to you the most. Luke 1, 46-55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked on his humble state of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will be called will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, and he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, and he has brought down the mighty from their homes, and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary reminded, and Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Mary starts off by recognizing that God is her Savior, Luke 1, Only sinners need a Savior. She knows that her life is full of sin, undeserving of this calling God has on her life. She then sings of God looking down on her humble estate, Luke 1, Literally, Mary sees her littleness, both in the world's eyes and in God's. Her words tell us that she felt unworthy to be chosen by God. She sings that his mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him, Luke 1, 15. That's Mary's poetic way of saying, God, you didn't give me what I deserve. Instead, you gave me grace and showed me mercy, withholding what I deserve, just as you've done for generations past. Oh, how grateful I am for that. It comes back to grace, lots and lots of grace. Thank you, Jesus. In this first part of Mary's song, we see something wonderful and true about God. He loves the disqualified and the unimpressive. We are all unworthy of God's grace, but he gives it to us freely regardless. With grace, he equips us to do big, important things for his kingdom. Throughout the rest of the song, Mary sings of radical rehearsals for three groups of people. He will rescue the helpless, exalt the humble, and fill the hungry. These things are drastic differences from what our world values. Instead, God's justice is magnified for his people. He has a plan and a purpose for his people. Question. Can you relate to Mary's thought process in her song? How are you encouraged today knowing that Mary trusted God completely despite feeling unworthy? This is the place I used to get stuck. I would doubt God and push aside what he was asking me to do because I didn't feel worthy of it, let alone remotely capable 
so I'd miss out on every single blessing that comes from following his direction, not to mention the messes I would get myself into because I didn't trust him. Now I don't linger there. Instead, I'm learning to look back and remember how God has shown up in big ways. Fear then subsides a little, not entirely, but a little, and I'm able to work on the thing God has asked me to do. I'm now confident that God has my back, and he has yours too. He has made us worthy for his use. We have a purpose, and God has it all planned out. Prompt. Take a moment and write your own song, magnifying what God has done in your life. You can use Mary's as a model or get creative using whatever structure feels like the most like you. Either way, take some time to praise God for what he is doing in you, thanking him for what he has done in the past. Doer of the word. How can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.